Eagles Entertainment. On Monday, November 1st, head coach Nick Sirianni spoke to the media. Hey, coach, thanks for taking the time today. Thank you. We'll get started here with Bo Wolf and then Ruben Frank. Hey, Nick, uh, to, to follow up on our conversation from yesterday about, about finding an identity, um, as, as you watch the tape, did you feel like this was the case um, of you guys finding an identity or was it more a reflection of what was working against, against that Lions team? Yeah, I would say, again, a little bit of both. Just the way I answered it last night, you know, because I, I, I get it that, you know, after watching tape, I should have some new perspectives of it. But, again, what I thought last night was kind of the indicator of it. Hey, we had some good success early on running the football, being able to continue with what was working. Um, but, you know, obviously we want to be able to be balanced in our attack and um, with running the football and, and setting up some play actions from that. So the, the game allowed for that in the, in the situation that happened yesterday. But th then again, you know, we see that we can run the ball pretty well. And, and so we want, to do, we want to repeat the things that we do well as, uh, also. So now that doesn't always mean that it's the style of runs that we ran yesterday, right? Each style is gonna, of runs is going to depend on what the defense is, is doing and with their defensive ends and their defense alignment and the front seven guys. Um, but there's no doubt that we want to be able to run it because um, that will only help our play action game and help Jalen moving forward. Do you get like a, a joking text message from Miles like, where was all this running when I was helping? No, actually, he, he texted me, hell yeah, coach, with all caps. Uh, Miles is, uh, was obviously super excited for his teammates. He's a great – Miles is a great teammate. He is a, a great person, great teammate, great player. I'm sure glad we have him on the team. Obviously, we're missing him right now um, and look forward to when he gets back. But that was his, in all caps, H-E-L-L -L space Y-E-A. Y-E-A, yeah. So that was his with an exclamation point after that. So, Go ahead, Ruben, then Martin. Hey, Nick. Uh, I wanted to ask you about Devontae. Uh, he's had some drops the last couple games. What do you see from him and what he needs to do to, to kind of get through this? Yeah, um, you know, my, my big thing with drops is I, I, you know, I played wide receiver. And so, um, you know, when you – when you have a when you have a couple drops and a couple games back to back, my experience with wide receiver and my experience as as a wide receiver individually is that, you know, you don't want to go there. You don't want to. You don't want to. You want to. Um, you want to fix the issues that happened. You want to fix the technique that happened with it. Like with both cases in Devonte, one they both were kind of. I don't know if you can see me. They both kind of hit him right right there right and so you know you want to get the, that those reps and and but you don't want to make a big deal about it because that is something a receiver dropping a ball like I want Devonte to catch the ball really bad on first and 10 on the first play of the game right you want Devonte to catch the ball really bad the fans want Devonte to catch the ball really bad but nobody wants to catch the ball more than Devonte wants to catch that ball that's just a that's just a, a, a spot with wide receiver play that I've never went like the, the coaching point, catch the ball, and getting mad at a guy for not catching the ball. Like, uh, you fix what's wrong, right? You fix what's wrong fundamentally, and you move on from it. It's been my experience to never dwell on a drop. And you, and you just try to build that confidence back up. He knows he has good hands. He knows he has, he has great hands. We have a lot of confidence in him. 
And so, you know, it's just duplicating that the, the style of catch that he, he dropped, which has been right in that midsection right there because, you know, sometimes when it's right in that midsection, you're like, do I want to put my pinkies together? Do I want to put my thumbs together? You know, sometimes you get into this where you're, where you're not there at all. You know, you're not in either of them. And so it's just correcting that and attacking that spot that he had a couple drops with. And, and, and so I'm confident he'll get out of that rut. But that's always been, you know, obviously that's always been my thought as a wide receiver coach, as a, as a wide receiver is, hey, fix the technique and move on. Go ahead, Martin, and then Chris Franklin. Hey, Nick, um, we noticed yesterday, obviously, you, you guys sat uh, Eric Wilson. And I was kind of wondering, you know, if that A is performance related and B, is it also a product of wanting to get like guys like Davion Taylor on the field? And obviously, Milton Williams played quite a bit. You know, are you feeling that the younger guys are getting more and more ready to play as the season goes along? You know, with, with Eric um, and with the way it went down, you know, Davion was going to play. Davion was going to play a little bit more, and so was and so was TJ. And then there was a role for Alex in some of the third downs areas. And so what it really came down to is, you know, we don't have the luxury anymore to dress that many linebackers. So what it came down to was who was going to who was going to contribute more on special teams. And Sean has been such a good special teams presence for us um, these last, uh, you know, this last eight weeks of the season. And so, you know, that was kind of a numbers game there of what, of kind of what happened and why, why we went there, but no doubt do we, you know, we, we are, we trust our young guys and we, you know, we trust the guys that, you know, Milton and we trust, you know, uh, Davion and when we're growing more and more confident in them and because, you know, they're giving us reason to. And so um, that was kind of the reason why, you know, it was exciting because we were able to give a game ball. You know, we gave game balls obviously today and when we had our team meeting and Milton Williams, Milton Williams was one, one of the guys on defense, was the guy on defense that got a game ball. So, you know, I just wanted to throw that out there. Really excited about the way he played and, and, and pleased with the way he played. We'll go to Chris and then Tim McManus. Hey, Nick, uh, speaking of wide receivers, saw Jalen Rager was carted off at sometime during the game. Is there any update to how severe that injury is and how did uh, Quez Watkins and the other receivers uh, fill in for him when he left? Yeah, um, we'll, we'll, no new update on, on Jalen. We're, we're, we'll see what happens this week. Uh, we're hopeful for this week, but um, we'll, we'll see as, as the week progresses. Um, you know, <laughs> a game like yesterday is not one where the wide receivers, you know, uh, but uh, are going to have a big stat game, right? Um, but I thought Quez did a good job of blocking. Um, I thought he was scrappy when he, you know, when he blocked and did his did his job. Um, he had a big block on on Jalen's uh, jet sweep that we gave him that kind of sprung sprung that one for an explosive play. So uh, I thought they did, the guys came in that that filled in for Jalen did well. Um, Quez did well in the return game. Had one that could have got could have got broke through there. A couple things happened on special teams there where it didn't. But uh, yeah, guys that stepped in nicely. Uh, we're hopeful that we get Jalen back as soon as possible. Go ahead, Tim, and then Ed Kratz. Hey, Nick, uh, we don't have a perfect midway point of the season anymore, but uh, but curious to get your thoughts on your, your assessment of your performance through the, the first half of the first season as, as head coach. Yeah, uh, again, I'm just trying to lead with an example of how to get better every day, and that's, you know, if I want our guys to get better every single day, then I, I need to strive for it myself, and that's first holding myself accountable um, for everything that happens on that field. And so um, I don't think that's ever, I've ever lacked in that. Like, I'm going to be the first one to tell you uh, when it's my fault. 
um, and 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 be able just because I know that's important for part for a le- for leadership, and so um, and then you know so that really. I mean, I don't, I don't have a letter grade on me. You know, I'd love to be five and three. I'd love to be eight and zero, oh, and then I, you know, and so I'll keep my letter for myself in my in my head. But if we were if we were a little bit better with five and three, I'd, I'd have a uh, I'd have a higher letter grade for myself. Go ahead, Ed, and then Zach Berman. Yeah, hi, Nick. I just uh, I know you'd like to talk to every player when they get released, um, and I just wondered how you approach the trade deadline. You know, here we are, twenty four hours or so away. Do you talk to the players about this, or did you just kind of assume that this is business as usual for the NFL, NFL, and they need to be acceptant of whatever happens? Are you saying if we trade them, or are you saying in, in before we trade them? I'm, yeah, yeah. You, you know, before you would trade somebody, or people's names that come up in trade rumors, do you talk I to think, them about it? Yeah, I mean, you always just want to address anything. You want to address anything uh, beforehand of. Uh, but the, but there's a lot of things and we can't really live in rumor world either though if you know what I'm saying like because there's a lot of rumors that are out there um and so you know my my experience is just to be honest with players and just to talk to players and be openly communi- communicating with them and again rumors you know are, are sometimes just that and so there's nothing to talk about but yeah I always want to communicate with guys on everything and in every subject um just because again that's that's the first thing like this connecting thing, I, I mean, I know I beat it. I know I beat the dead horse here of, of connection, but uh, that's where it starts. And you got to connect with everything and because uh, that's where the uh, player-coach relationship grows, and that's where, you know, I think just the best teams happen, where, where the guys are connected and the coaches are connected. Go ahead, Zach, and then Rob Motti. Hey, Nick, what led to you going with Boston and Jordan over Kenny early in the game? Because that's a, a change from past weeks, and then going forward here, do you are, are you comfortable with Jordan on the practice squad, or do you think you need to get him on the fifty-three? Yeah, that's a good question, Zach. Um, you know, again, we wanted those first couple, that first series. Um, we we felt good about practice with with Boston, and that's why we started with him, and just the week of practice that led up into it. Um, with backs, I think I've said this before, like it's never going to be something like, hey. This back is having 20 carries. This back has 10, and this whatever, whatever the number is. Like we're very aware that when a back gets a hot hand, we'll ride that hot hand. Um, and that's just been my experience, and that's what we'll continue to do. Um, you know, a guy gets hot, we'll we'll ride the hot hand. So that's kind of how that that played out. Um, as far as uh, you know, as far as Jordan with the practice squad bringing him up, obviously we're in constant communication. With all these things, we want to be able to keep all our all our good players. You know, if you, if you brought Jordan up, then you have to put somebody down. So there, but there's obviously we know how important Jordan was to the win yesterday, and how, and that we need him on this football team. And so you know, there that's that's always in communication. I got obviously um, that that's something we we don't have to do right at this particular moment, but you know we'll, we'll keep talking through it um, as we go. Go ahead, Rob, and then Dave Zangaro. Hey, Nick, as you look at the standings now near the midpoint of the season, that final wild card spot is, is within grasp. How much do you talk to, whether it's other coaches or the players, that the way things have shaken out right now in the NFC, it's still within reach despite any struggles that you've had along the way? Yeah, yeah, Rob. Um, you know, really, what we what we all we focus on is is being one and zero this week and and winning the game this week against against the Chargers. And so we're on to round nine. I think you know you've heard me talk about the heavyweight the heavyweight bout like round one, two, three, four, five, seven, eight, nine, ten, uh, etc. 
right? And so really, like, in, in any game, and I, I talk about this with dog mentality too, like, you can't focus on round, what what might happen in round, you know, we're on round nine right now, but what, what might happen in round 10 and 11 and 12 or what might happen with the other team that, you know, and it, it just gets exhausting, right, when you're like, well, we want this team to lose or this team. Like, my experience is you take care of your business and you win and the win and you win your round and you do you keep doing it over and over and over again you're going to put yourself in position to be able to to make it into the into the tournament at the at the end of the year but you don't do that unless you unless you take care of one round by one round by one round over and over and over again so the focus is completely on the chargers how we're going to get better every single day how we're going to have that same preparation um, that we had last week, this week, um, how we're going to learn the plan for the Chargers, how we're going to practice with the intensity and the detail. And so uh, I know that feels like a little bit of coach speak, uh, Rob, but that's exactly, I, I, can, I can only be honest with you, and that's exactly how I think, and that's exactly how I want everybody on this team to think. Um, it's just one game at a time, one day at a time. Don't look too far ahead. Don't look too far behind unless it's to learn and to get better uh, from. Go ahead, Dave and Mike K. Hey, Nick, uh, two games into Dallas Goddard being the clear-cut number one tight end. What's your assessment of his play been? And ideally, how big a part of this offense do you want him to be going forward? Yeah, uh, I think he's played two great games in a row as the as the guy and the, the main guy. Um, you know, no surprise to me. That's why we, you know, that's why we, we, we felt comfortable with, with what we did uh, with Zach and, you know, I saw Zach. Zach's had a couple good games as well, so happy for him as well. Um, but um, we were really comfortable with that. Dallas was ready for this this uh, role as to to be the guy. He's excelled in it. He's blocked really hard. He's blocked really well. Um, he's he's had seventy yards, I believe, in the last two games. He's he's had explosive play after explosive play. Um, you know, I would have liked that screen to go a little bit longer than he had yesterday. He had the he had the two screens, but I wanted that one to go a little bit longer. He got a little bit wide on that, um, and I thought that would have it would have turned into another big play right there had he had he hit it inside a little bit. Um, but uh, really excited about his his uh, that the way he's playing football. And but again, not surprised to me. That's why we kind of moved in the direction that we moved in, and and happy that Dallas is playing, and look forward to look forward to him continuing to to be a, the, one of the main contributors to this offense uh, in the passing game and in the running game. All right, we'll do three more here. So go ahead, Mike, John, and Jeff. Hey, Nick. Um, I was curious, what's Kevin Petulo's role on marrying the run in the pass with the RPO game, and, and how does he work in concert with you and Shane on a weekly basis to make sure that you're kind of staying balanced but also getting the most out of the passing game? Yeah, you know, Kevin's a major, you know, the reason we wanted Kevin here or the reason I wanted Kevin here was to was to be here because I just know how valuable he is in game planning. I know how valuable he is uh, with the wide receivers and gives us a perspective of a wide receiver, old wide receiver coach and an old quarterback coach. Um, so Kevin's in every game plan meeting, uh, you know, and when it's just there's never a time where I really, when I think about it, there's really never a time where it's just me and Shane. It's usually me, Shane and, and Kevin, right? So Kevin, uh, you know, major contributor into what, to what we're, we're trying to do here, what we're doing here. Um, and again, he, you know, he, he does bring a, a wealth of knowledge in the RPO game. Um, and he's helping us, you know, make sure that we're meshed with things and formations are meshed together with the run in the pass, 
you know, our run pass ratios where it needs to be. Again, Kevin, Kevin's, you know, you know, has just as much input and say as, as Shane and I in this whole thing. So couldn't couldn't be more happy that Kevin's involved. Uh, that's here with us. I was excited from the, the moment we got we were able to get Kevin here, and then he just continues to be uh, the presence that you know that we need him to be in the in the. Uh, for our offensive staff, so super excited that we have Kevin uh, here um, with our staff. Go ahead, John. Hi, Nick. Um, uh, Jack Driscoll, wondering if you had any update on him. And then uh, linebackers, you talked about him a little bit earlier. Kind of wanted to get your thought from an offensive perspective. That's usually not a rotational position. Do you guys want to get to the spot where you have maybe one three-down guy or two, or, or how does that affect from your offense and thinking when you're rotating linebackers? Sure. Um, as far as Jack goes, uh, we're hopeful for this week. Um, no new update, really, but we're hopeful for this week. We'll play that day-by-day day here. Um, as far as the linebackers, yeah, I mean, that's, the, that's a position – um, that, you know, that if you can keep fresh with some guys and some rotations, that's good. That's a good thing. I mean, I know they got to get in a groove as well, uh, kind of almost in that similar aspect of, uh, you know, running backs a little bit as well. But, um, uh, yeah, you know, it doesn't if, – if they're rotating, if they're playing a – I mean, I, I guess I don't really think of it that way with a linebacker. Like, okay, if they're if they're rotating, sometimes you can you can tell if they're rotating that you get information based off of what coverages they might play if they're rotating. Um, but as far as if that affects you as an offense, I don't believe it does. Like when when teams are rotating guys, uh, unless there's a unless there's a tell there. And so, and what I mean by that is like if every time you were going in the game with. Uh, this linebacker you're playing this coverage that would be something that the offense could take advantage of um, so just like in the run pass area where we want to stay balanced we need to stay balanced in that aspect as well and make sure we're not giving any tells to the defense or to the offense when we sub into different linebacker groups last one here with Jeff. Uh, Nick how much was your time in San Diego uh, with the Chargers you know obviously now Los or Los Angeles wherever it was um and how fundamental was it in fostering your offensive philosophy? And did you have any pause in hiring Shane because you both came from similar backgrounds? Um, so, yeah, just uh, I guess, you know, it was a little bit of both, Jeff. I was in San Diego for four years and we moved up to Orange County. So we were, we were all over the place uh, a little bit while I was there. Um, yeah, you know, when we were in there in offense and, and Frank and I kind of, Frank, my, you know, our staff, uh, kind of we developed the system that we had there. And then when Frank became the coordinator, I became the quarterback coach. We really just um, – obviously it was really big for my my development that we were, you know, we were doing some of the things passing. That It was really we – were, we were a better passing team there than we were a running team. But, you know, we, thought, we found some things fundamentally that we liked, some ways we attacked the defenses together. Um, obviously that bridged itself into – you know, that bridged itself into – Frank and I reconnecting in Indianapolis, which gave me the opportunity to have some success there to be here. So obviously uh, that was a big, uh, big development part in my my coaching. You know, also being around a player like Philip Rivers, um, you gotta you gotta come with your A game as a coach every single day because there's not too many things that that guy hadn't seen. And so when I became the quarterback coach there, I had to dig and claw and scratch to give him any to give him a nugget that he might not have seen because he again this guy would see everything 
And so uh, I just, yeah, I just think I really grew as a, as a football coach there and, the, and some of the good coaches that we had there. As far as with Shane and Jeff, um, you know, we were, you know, when I'll put it this way, when Frank and I, when, when Frank left to come here in, to Philadelphia and I stayed in, and I stayed in San Diego, obviously, you know, Frank saw a different way to do it. I saw a different way to do it. And then we reconvened in Indianapolis and, and it didn't look the same way we saw it. And, it, you know, we both grew, right. We both grew and we both saw different things. And so then our offense evolved there um, in Indianapolis to, to look not, I want to say completely different, but to look different than it did in, in San Diego. And, and that's my same thought here. Like Shane went and, you know, I went and, and got with Frank back with Frank. And again, I knew how our system evolved and I know Shane did the same thing when I left. And so, you know, again, and that was, that was what I, I was thinking. Like, again, you just don't stay the same. You just don't sit in your philosophies. You, you constantly tweak and you, and you look for ways to get better over and over and over again. And so, um, every single every single week, you look for for ways to get better and and, and get better every single day. So um, I knew that would be a good transition too, just like it was for us in, in in Indianapolis. All right, thanks for the time today, Coach. All right, thanks everybody. For more Eagles news and exclusive interviews, be sure to subscribe to all of our Eagles original podcasts, including Eagles Update, Eagles Insider, and Eagle Eye in the Sky.